In case you haven't noticed, mushrooms or shrooms have been trending AF. <laughs> Retailers are marketing the shit out of shrooms to the tune of a $50 billion industry. I was so surprised to see that number. I myself love shrooms. Grilled portobello, anyone? And I've been exploring shroom-based products like Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee mixes, which anyone can buy. Not psychedelic, but apparently has a lot of health benefits. So because I'm a fun guy, there's so much room to talk about here with thousands of species and seemingly endless developments in the mushroom world. I'm going to make like mycelium and spread out in different directions for this newsletter because I'm such a fun guy. <laughs> All right. I think I've hit my pun quota for this article. Welcome to Hippie Critical. Manifestation. Raves and transformational festivals. Sound healing. Tantra is about being embodied. To go completely barefoot. Someone that tries every single sort of hippie practice. Very subjective experiences. Skepticism is totally healthy. From the counterculture to the common culture. A bit of background on mushrooms, and I apologize in advance because I am so behind on science, forgot all my elementary school science that a lot of this would be obvious to you, but it wasn't to me. I had to educate myself on what mushrooms were in the first place. Fungi is the whole organism. Imagine a picture in your mind. Mycelium are the roots, and mushrooms are the fruiting body of the fungi. So I, learned, I had to relearn some fifth grade science to remember that mushrooms belong to the kingdom fungi, which is one of the six kingdoms of life. The whole kingdom bit led me to a bigger revelation. Mushrooms are not plants, which belong to kingdom plantae, just like there's a animal kingdom. So, you know, I always ate mushrooms as part of you know, salads and part of my meals, and I just thought of them as plants, but no, they are fungi. And fungi is a totally different kingdom. So I really needed that recontextualization. If you're not tripping out yet, and if this is new to you, just wait. So mushrooms are known as toadstool, which originates from German fairy tales depicting toads sitting on mushrooms and catching flies that are attracted to the mushroom. And so it makes sense that the character Toad from Mario is a mushroom. <laughs> when I found that out, I totally had an anaconda malt liquor moment. If you haven't watched Black Dynamite, it's basically this moment of all these insights coming together and being like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. How similar are we to mushrooms? Mushrooms have heads, gills for breathing, and an intelligence of their own. Even so, it might sound like a far stretch to say that they're similar to humans. Or is it really? We actually share something like 30% of our DNA with fungi. It turns out animals and fungi have a common ancestor and branched away from plants about 1.1 billion years ago, making mushrooms more closely related to humans than we are to plants. According to Science ABC, this common ancestor was likely a single-celled organism that had characteristics like an animal, and then a later stage with a stronger cell wall, fungi. Uh, in a past newsletter, I commented that we are made of stardust, scientific fact, so maybe what we share with mushrooms isn't so special. 
More interesting, what if humanity owed its first sparks of consciousness to magic mushrooms? Enter the stoned ape theory. In 1992, botanist Terence McKenna hypothesized that magic mushrooms kick-started the evolution of our ancestors' cognition, bringing us out of the animal mind and into the world of articulated speech and imagination. In short, the stone ape theory says that we ate our way to a higher consciousness, and that psilocybin mushrooms helped us make the leap from Homo erectus to Homo sapiens. There's a fascinating explainer video that you could find on YouTube just by typing in Stone Ape Theory. And an article by Inverse magazine that covers both sides of the theory, including why McKenna's claims are still not substantiated. Michael Pollan, a famous food science type of cultural commentator, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And in his research, he said, if you pressed Terrence McKenna himself, he didn't find the stone ape theory entirely persuasive. So he had this really interesting idea, put it out there, but he didn't say that it was actually more than a hypothesis. We still don't really know how humans made that leap to be homo sapiens. And the stone ape theory has recently been revived by famous mycologist, that's mushroom expert, Paul Stamets for reconsideration. He's huge on mushrooms. He has a company that sells shroom products, so it makes sense. But it's such an interesting theory that tickles my mind. What if we really ate our way to, you know, have crazy trips and this kind of got combined into a singularity where our caveman minds took on a different quality and we started thinking differently and started developing language and music, things that led to who we are today. I'm still very open to that idea. Speaking of stone ape, it's not just humans that partake in psychedelics. Deer, moose, and caribou are known to consume fly agaric, which is a psychedelic mushroom that makes them behave rather abnormally, like aimless running, twitching their head, and make strange noises. They'll do all that when they eat fly agaric. Coyotes, pet dogs, and even dogs seem to seek out mushrooms in the wild. You can find a lot of this fun stuff on YouTube. Funny clips of people taking, hopefully, incidental videos of their pets uh, consuming psychedelics and not force-feeding them, because that would be, like, just animal abuse. <laughs> There's another theory proposing that just like humans, animals take psychedelics because they are stuck in what they call programmed behavioral loops. Like, they literally have such mundane lives, right? You know, as animal, how much range do you have mentally? So... The theory goes that they want to get out of these mental ruts. So when, let's say, a horse brain is just so used to operating and thinking one way, and then suddenly your neurons are being flooded by this experience of taking psychedelics, of course you'd seek that out even if it was poisonous. So why are mushrooms so popular now, trending a lot in 2019, 2020, and probably for the foreseeable future? Though mushrooms have been used as health foods since ancient times, the Western world only really began to embrace mushrooms after being popularized by the 19th century French haute cuisine, haute meaning high cuisine. While the West had mycophobia, fear of mushrooms, and yes, that is a real thing, some people are legit scared of mushrooms, how they look, how they seem to have these 
skills that breathe. In a certain sense, I could see why a lot of plants are just trippy and a little bit scary. Maybe if you're in the wrong mental state. My hypothesis is that the mushrooming popularity is largely driven by these trends. First, laws and attitudes about psychedelics have relaxed a lot in recent years. For example, did you know that it was legal to grow psilocybin mushrooms in New Mexico since 2005, and that's based on a, I believe, a religious practice law there. Surging interest in therapeutic uses for psilocybin, from treating depression to PTSD to end-of-life care, and yes, drug addiction, that has definitely made mushrooms more popular because it's been covered in research. And social media has given psychonauts like Joe Rogan, Paul Stamets, and the aforementioned food science author Michael Pollan huge platforms to expand the conversation about mushrooms. Something that not a lot of experts were, you know, really looking into, or maybe didn't feel comfortable being out in the public attached to this topic. And now, you know, with YouTube, with podcasts, that information is being decentralized, and I think that's a great thing. There's actually an American Mushroom Institute (AMI). <laughs> That reported that the domestic mushroom demand and production are at an all-time high. So, I believe that the billion-dollar alternative meats industry is a rising tide that's been lifting all ships, including meat-like alternatives. So, mushrooms, I believe they are some of the fleshier, more satisfying meat-like、uh, textures that are vegan. So, I see that as being、uh, more and more incorporated into、uh, plant-based foods. Even though it's not technically a plant, fungi. So it should be fungi-based fruits. Personally, I love portobello mushrooms. I find them like really meaty in texture and one of the most filling vegetarian foods. When I went vegetarian for a month, I relied heavily on mushrooms. Just ending with some other fun mushroom facts and links. There's just entire volumes that could be written about mushrooms. I'm just going to share some. Little mushroom facts to cap off this topic: Fungi is known to eat radiation, such as radiation from Chernobyl. It's、uh, been studied recently, and that's kind of crazy that some types of fungi will literally eat the type of radiation、um, that's coming out from those sites. Mushrooms have long been used to create fabric dyes, perhaps as early as biblical times. So. For a long time, turns out, you know, if you've noticed that sometimes mushrooms have like bluish veins, or certain mushrooms do, those were used as fabric dyes. This part blew my mind. The largest living organism on Earth is a humongous fungus. So this organism literally covers two thousand three hundred eighty-five acres, which is about four square miles, of the Malheur National Forest in Oregon. It's pretty crazy because at first, when they discovered this, I believe it was in the early 2000s, they did it. They weren't sure whether this is all one single organism, but through repeated testing of DNA by scientists, like perhaps from like one end of the park to the other, however large this is covering, they found wow, this is all one large fungus, the same mass, the same bean, really. It's it just boggles my mind. That is the largest living organism on Earth is a fungus. And if you want some visual fun, you should look up the keyword "mushrooms that look like butts." There's a very aptly named site called SadAndUseless.com, and they just had a hilarious gallery of mushrooms that 
look like butts. <laughs> so that's your weekly dose of weird. This one just purely focused on mushrooms. If you like this format, just a deep dive into one topic. Let me know. If you prefer this smattering of different weird topics, let me know as well. I'm constantly experimenting. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Hypocritical. If you want to get your weekly dose of weird, sign up on hypocritical.org slash newsletter. It's where I share new trends and dig up gems from the spiritual realm, mystical practices, and beyond. You can sign up for the newsletter there or check back on this podcast that you're listening to for weekly audio editions. Please share it with everyone. Share it with your cult family and members, with your twin flames, your star-crossed ex-lovers. If you got value out of fun roundups like this, then I think your community would love it too. So share it with them. That's the highest honor you could pay me. And if you dig what I'm doing, please rate my podcast five stars on iTunes and everywhere where you listen to. It actually goes a long way of helping my podcast get discovered. So it's not just some fringe mystical little podcast just like floating out there and you know not getting discovered we would like more people to discover this giving it a review and uh and some comments and sharing with your friends that's the most powerful thing you, you could do to help me out more than money not gonna ask you for money and uh not gonna sell you jade eggs so <laughs> i'll give you that thank you for your support and keep listening <laughs>